amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. We hold these truths to be self-evident. For enemies dare to strike us, they and all who have aided them will face fearful consequences. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. The eyes of the world are upon you. You will bring about the destruction of the German war machine. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. How are you guys doing? Welcome over here to Speak the Truth. My name is Robert Turkle. I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. It is actually only Tuesday. I was about to say it's Wednesday, but tomorrow I am leaving for France. I'm going to bring you guys along, though. I'm going to bring the same kind of mic. The setup's not going to look this fantastic. I know. It's not going to look this fantastic, but we might be changing the setup or backdrop, I guess, every day. I don't know. I'm going to take a couple hours out of each day and still do one of these. Maybe. I would assume I will. Knowing me, I probably will. Because it'll give me a little bit of anxiety if I don't, if I don't, because I know how I am. I'm going to be filming the entire process over on Lunkers TV as well, not just the podcast, but I'm going to be filming all the sites. I'm going to see all the World War II stuff and I do stuff Cammy wants to do. Like I, I don't know, she wants to go to Louis Vuitton store. I don't want to go. That. I mean, I personally don't really care to go there, but apparently it's high on a lady's list to to go to a, the, the original Louis Vuitton store. I don't know. I guess it'd be like me going to the first ever Bass Pro Shops. Actually, I'd be more. To be honest with you guys, I was more excited to go to the first Chick-fil-A ever than I would be the first Louis Vuitton store, and that's just here in Atlanta, Georgia, so (laughs) that's just me. I would personally rather go to Chick-fil-A, the first ever Chick-fil-A, which I have driven by it, but it was too packed for me to go in. I will admit that 100%. does not look like a normal Chick-fil-A. All right, so out the gate, Governor Abbott doing some Governor Abbott things. Yes, he's doing uh, he's doing some some normal Texas stuff. I know we're going into 2022. There's a lot of stuff that's going on, and they are scared out of their minds. I'm telling you guys right now, if you guys are listening to this, and you guys are on the same side or in the middle, you guys are probably in a good spot right now. Governor Abbott issued an executive order banning any entity in the state from enforcing COVID-19 vaccine mandates. So not a single company can enforce the COVID-19 mandate that has been put on the country by the Biden administration. The COVID-19 vaccine is safe, effective, and our best defense against the virus, but should remain voluntary and never forced. I've also said the same exact thing, along with many of us, many of us, like a ton of people like myself say the same thing. I'm vaccinated. I don't care if you get vaccinated. I would never tell you to go get vaccinated. Like, I I don't, I don't care. Well, I guess I would tell you to go get it. I mean, I I would recommend it, I guess. It didn't do anything to me. Well, I don't know what the long-term effects are, but I mean, Abbott's executive order prohibits any entity in the state from compelling an individual to receive a COVID-19 vaccine who objects to such vaccination for any reason for personal conscience. So it actually uh, applies to both employees and consumers who refuse to receive the vaccine due to religious belief and medical reasons. And that's also including apparently uh, prior recovery to COVID-19. So if you didn't want to leave your state because they were enforcing and forcing you to do stuff, hey, come to Texas. We would love you. Actually, the thing here in Texas, we don't have any. I was to say we'd love to have your taxes, but we actually don't have any income tax here in Texas. So 
I mean, you come in here, I guess we, you'd probably raise our home prices and our property taxes. So if, if any if any company tries to tries to uh, enforce these, they will actually be hit with the maximum fine allowed under Texas law for any entity that fails to comply with his order. And currently, right now, fifty two percent of all Texas residents are fully vaccinated. Way to go, half the state. I don't expect it to jump very much higher than that. Which is kind of funny. I I I, w- I would think half the state is. Uh, well, that is kind of crazy. Only fifty-two percent. I would have thought it would be a little bit higher than that, mainly because there's a lot of Democrats inside of Dallas and uh, Austin. Austin's full of them, and in, in Houston, I thought I thought that number would be significantly higher than that. Now I kind of want to check that out. Who who's reporting that? Fox. So it is fifty-two percent. It is fifty-two percent. California's actually fifty-nine percent. Florida's fifty-eight percent. New York is sixty-four percent. Yeah, I guess Texas is fairly low on percentage of people that are vaccinated. I had no idea. There you go. Percentage of the entire company is actually 56.8. Who would have thought? Not me, clearly, because I didn't know that. I know everybody hates talking about COVID because we've been talking about it for 18 or 20 months, whatever it's been. But did you guys know there's a thing called hybrid immunity? When I saw this article, I had to click on it because I thought it was somewhat kind of, I I don't know. I want to know what they're talking about. Are they pushing something or is it something that's actually useful? It goes on the state here that pretty much if you have the vaccine, and then you already had COVID, you have like a higher immunity, which I mean, it makes a little bit of sense. They call it hybrid immunity. So there you go. If you guys have had natural immunity from having it, and then you get the actual shot, they're now labeling it as hybrid. So now you are a hybrid. I'm a hybrid. Kind of like it. But the only reason why I bring it up, apparently this hybrid immunity is literally a hundred times better levels of antibodies than the vaccination compared to people that just had like just had the, the, the virus itself and, and, and healed from it. I didn't know that. See, like I told you guys I, a few times, I like stats. So when I see actual visual stats, I think it's something I want to talk about. A hundred times better levels of antibodies. If you had the actual coronavirus and, and you didn't, you were thinking about not getting the vaccine because you had it. Yeah, I'm not going to bore you guys because this article is like 84 pages long. Essentially, it's saying you have a hundred times better uh, levels of antibodies after getting vaccinated once you've had, had the COVID-19, which is cool. Great. That's that's great. I don't know how long it's going to last. Where nobody does. And apparently, they, they're really very on how long you've you've had your recovery. So no one really actually fucking knows, to be honest with you. Let's just be real. No one really actually knows. So we're going to move on from it because it's pretty much like beating a dead horse because it is a coronavirus and it's going to be with us for the rest of eternity, just like the flu. Here's the, here's the part that they're actually sincerely worried about, which is we're going to talk about this here for a second because it is fairly important. You guys do know Biden's poll numbers have absolutely plummeted in the last just since he's been in office. I think some, some, some show that he's sitting at literally 38% in certain areas. That's 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 horrendous. That's just as bad or and or worse in certain states than than Trump was. Like there's certain states I can't. I, I believe it's actually Iowa. He is pulling ten percent lower than what he was when he actually took office. But that was one of the states that was actually a swing state where he actually was either going to lose it or win it, like by a matter of just a short, small, small number of votes. And now he's losing a drastic number, like an entire ten percent, when he was in fact just winning it just by a, a percent or so. So we're going to move on, and we got uh, mounting problems that are actually going to hurt Democrats and, and Biden as a whole just because of so many things that are going on from rising gasoline prices to inflation to supply chain backups, which is kind of funny. We talk about supply chain backups a lot. Not a lot of people understand. Well, they kind of get the gist of supply chain, which is really just how we get our goods and or not just stuff that's actually made, but stuff that's actually going to be made, like, say, cars don't get chips. So you see less cars inside of dealerships or like for our baits, for example, we may have packaging made in one country 
and we may have to have salt made in and it's getting salt from another country and plastic from one and the supply and supply chain issues is causing a conflicting issue with all of these um, random countries not being able to get the product to one place to manufacture it. You see what I'm saying? That that's how that's how you're not getting stuff, and that's why they're talking about um, you needing to buy your stuff for Christmas right now. I guess that's one of the articles they're still talking about. You may not be able to have enough presents. I don't really personally believe that because, well, to a certain extent, a lot of stuff that I say we ordered for Guggen back in March, we haven't even received it now, and we're not even going to receive it for another couple months. But that's how bad and backed up things are right now. I read a thing as well that there's like ships that are literally, we're going to say parked because that's pretty much what it is. They're parked up to 17 miles offshore waiting in line to get to the ports. Pretty nuts actually. Anyway, rising gasoline prices, inflation and supply chain backups uh, in a pandemic. Biden was elected to end, but won't go away dominating a test politically environment. The economy seems to have forgotten how to get people back to work. Now the fact that people, it's, it's not the fact that the economy has forgotten how to get people back to work. It's the fact that we were paying them for all this long, long periods of time. People have saved up money. Let's be honest. They've saved up money. They didn't have to pay for the rent. Like they didn't have to pay for anything. They have some money saved up. I'm going to say within the next two months, I know that Biden misses numbers by like 300,000 or so, just over 300,000. I would assume going into the holiday season here, what is we sitting in October, mid November, people are going to be looking for jobs for one. They want to buy Christmas presents and two. They don't want to have, well, they want to be able to have money for Christmas to travel. So jobs are going to skyrocket again, I would assume, going into November. So that the next report coming out on that, the job numbers are probably going to be pretty good. But this goes on to say that that's largely due to a summer COVID-19 surge powered mostly by conservatives who refuse to get vaccines and who view masking mandates as an act of government oppression. That's the most asinine shit I've heard. Like, that is not the reason behind any of this. This person right now who is writing this article, who is it, Stephen Call- Like, this dude right here has absolutely no idea a lick about economics and or even how to run a business or why people are not going to go to work. This is this guy is an absolute tool to think that the reason why people aren't going back to work is powered mostly by conservatives who refuse to get uh, vaccinated. I'm, I'm, let's think about it. COVID, I just, I just talked about this a second ago. Texas, 52% of the states fully vaccinated. The Republican side of the aisle barely won Texas. So this gentleman right here, I'm just going to use some numbers. We talk about numbers all the time. He's saying that Republicans, I guess you would say, or conservatives in general refuse to get vaccines are the reason why. And Texas just said that 52% of the population, I guess, in Texas is vaccinated. So I went and pulled some numbers. We, we, if he wants to make this claim, we'll just say that all Democrats get vaccinated, which I know is not the case. But here in polling numbers, it literally was split. So we had, there's 30 million people, 29 million people that live in Texas, 5.8, almost 5.9 million people voted for Trump. So you have left or uh, right leaning. So that's 52% right there, 52%. And then you have uh, 52 million. So you're looking at 46%. So that was the case. This is basically stating if you split this in half, you would, you would, you're, you're telling me that half of these people, every single Democrat in the state of Texas has been, has been vaccinated essentially. So as I actually went and looked, there's actually a really cool interactive map I found that actually shows the exact areas inside of the states and counties where the, the population's 18 or 12, it actually goes to 12 plus, 12 plus have been vaccinated in every single one of these major counties inside of Texas, where all the big cities are. Every single one of them is like 75% plus. So we're looking at literally all the rural areas in Texas. More, more and more I look at it, it's like less than 30% of population inside the rural areas. I'm talking like in type of areas in Texas where you guys go, where you don't see your neighbor for quite a long time. And it's, Probably people who don't even know that there's a coronavirus going on, to be completely honest with you. They don't even probably know who's tr- who the president is at this current state. 
But it's also kind of interesting to look at. I didn't realize that one third of the state actually voted in 2020 elections. So there you go. Biden has been in Washington for actually nearly 50 years, as we all do know. And he's facing right now an unprecedented challenge from a Republican Party that has largely given up on democracy itself. That right there doesn't even make any sense. This person right here is just got a this is having a bad day. He really is. He's having just a terrible day. While he tried to unite the nation, Trump attempted a coup that convinced millions of supporters that a live election that was fraud because his fragile ego could not bear the truth. A relentless conservative propaganda machine pumps out falsehoods about their tentative reality in which Trump supporters prefer to dwell 24 hours a day in fears arising. So the reason why I, w- I wanted to speak about this, this entire article that this guy is speaking about is because they're really, really scared going into 2022 and, and after. This gentleman goes on to talk about how Biden is facing unprecedented challenge from the Republican Party that's largely given up on democracy itself. That right there is an absolute lie. And this person's lying through their, their teeth. And then it goes on to state about how um, President Trump and his coup and he was really scared and his fragile eagle couldn't, couldn't hold him losing the election. And just stuff like that. They're proper, we're basically, the Republican Party is nothing more than a propaganda machine. And that's not entirely the case. I think both sides are literally propaganda machines. Both sides are, are just, sometimes they're, they say some really stupid stuff, but this right here just shows you how scared they are going into 2022. So as we all do know, President Biden, he was the guy that was in charge of the chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan in which American service members have died. We all do know this. He goes on to actually state that. At least this guy is not lying completely through his teeth there. His rhetoric was at odds with the event, and he tried to blame others for the mess that allowed the GOP to portray him as weak. They didn't have to portray him as weak. When you blame another individual for your incompetence to complete a task at hand, then you're just going to look weak as hell. Just, just like he is right here when it comes to this. The so Biden also hasn't been perfect in the pandemic either. His White House has sometimes spun mixed messages and masks about, and also about public health guns. Yes, we all know this. They've been back and forth on this for so long. That is why they're not going to have a massive amount of people that are not currently uh, in, in receiving in the, the poke. They're not going to go out and get it because they've been so back and forth on it. They've have a mixed message. And a lot of these people don't pay attention to the news every day. Let's be honest. There's a lot of people, myself included, a couple years back, I never even looked at it. Didn't even care. I didn't start caring about it until I realized how much it actually affects affects you as a, a, a person. My, my aunt and I were actually having a conversation about it this past week, actually, on Sunday. And she was talking about how she doesn't really get into politics because she really can't change anything. When I, I don't know if I really believe that because look at this year. We were really close here in Texas for making it a blue state. It's just more and more of these people that come to the bigger cities. We always say, don't California my Texas. That's pretty much, that's a real thing. This guy goes on to state some, some, some more interesting stuff. He says, but if President uh, Biden can crack heads in his party, I, I do not see this gentleman ever cracking any head. Maybe his own if he slips and falls. That's, that's, a, that's goofy. Uh, the president can crack heads in his party and get infrastructure in a smaller but still meaningful social spending program passed. He will construct a legacy that eluded several predecessors. A true pandemic endgame would boost the economy, hiring just in time for midterms. Oh, okay. A true end to the pandemic. So with that being said, if going into, let's say, February, March, April timeframe of next year, coming out of the winter, if we, if we start seeing them draw down on their, I'm going to, I'm going to say this right now. I don't even, what is the date today? Charles, give me the date. 12th, 12th of October. I'm going to tell you guys right now by March, April of next year, we're going to see a drawdown in all of the stuff that they've been pushing when it comes to COVID vaccine or not vaccine, excuse me, COVID mandates when it comes to social distancing and mass stuff. 
because going into the 2022 elections, they want to utilize that to prop up as them being like, look, we got through this pandemic. We did it ourselves. We did it with, with your help. Thank you to everybody. We weren't able to reach our goals of vaccination statuses because the Republican Party will not come together to get back. You're going to see this kind of stuff be pushed. I promise you going into March, April, May, somewhere around there, this is what the deal is going to be. They're going to remove the mass mandates, that kind of stuff, and they're going to push, push this entire thing. If you guys don't understand what a uh, social spending program is, I'm going to tell you guys right now, this is what's going on in a social spending program. I love that they actually put it out there. Right now, what's, what's, what they've been arguing about, as you guys do know, two years of free community college, $188 billion is that cost. Child care, universal pre-K, we, we spoke on this prior. That plan allocates roughly $450 billion to lower the cost of child care and provide two years of universal pre-K for three to four-year-olds. That is a ton of money. Extended child care tax. Families will receive $3,600 a year per child under the age of six and $3,000 per child from six to 18. That is going to do nothing but incentivize people to have kids, which is not a big deal, which I was having a conversation with my gentleman over at Goldman and he, a buddy of mine, and we were having a conversation about China. He made a very, very good argument when it came to why communist parties will never succeed when it comes to, uh, he was, we were talking about China, that is, of course when it comes to like um, global domination in a sense, because they're, they're now allowing people to have more kids. Well, remember when they, they had the, the issues back in the day when they, they made it to where you could just have one kid? Well, that, that actually hurt the population growth like tremendously. So now they don't have a lot of, there's not a lot of females in China. I don't know if you guys have done this. There's actually a ton more males than females, and now they're starting to realize this. And I'm stating this because now you have a generational gap. And when you have a generational gap, say you're going to have a bunch of people that are 20, and you're not going to have a lot of people that are 30 or 40, and you're going to have a lot of people that are 60. Well, that, that generational gap is going to kill them when those people that are 30s, that there's nobody in the 30s, become old because there's no one to pay for the people that are old. And now you're going to have a generational gap, on, and they're now realizing it while having people go back to work, is you can't create the general, generational gap at all. You just can't do it. You have to have and let people just expand by themselves, literally. Like, I'm not kidding. You have to literally let people expand by themselves to keep your economy flowing and the cash flowing. It will literally, it will kill them. Literally, it will kill the country down the road due to the fact that you won't have anybody making up for the lost work and wages to pay for the older people. Random facts on economics 101. It's really weird how all these people are, how they do. I'm, we don't do this here in America because we're free, of course, but just talking freely here. Uh, you also get paid family and medical leave. The U.S. would have comprehensive paid leave covering 12 weeks of paid family medical leave. That would cost or $225 billion. It also goes on here and talks about climate change is inside there. It doesn't say the cost because I don't know if they really want to put a cost out there, but climate change itself is going to cost a significant amount of money. And as we are now starting to realize, so the national average price right now is $3.27. It's up $0.07 cents from a week alone, and it's not going to stop. I know you guys are enjoying the, the gas prices, and I was talking about supply chain demands, kind of having a little bit of disruptions. Well, there you go. This is why you don't put people in charge to run the largest, basically, business on planet Earth who have never ran a business, who have been in office for 50 years, who, who have done absolutely nothing. This is just me being honest. Let's be real. I'm, I'm, I'm 32 years old, and I promise you, if I was in charge, I, I think I, the thing is, is you have to put people in charge. I'm not saying that I would do a better job than him. I'm just saying when it comes to economics and understanding business, I would probably crush Biden's nuts because I don't think he has an understanding at all when it comes to businesses. And that's all America really is, is a one mega business. If you don't look at the country as being a business, 
then you're going to have a lot of people that fall underneath the country that aren't going to succeed at life at all. You can't hide. Well, I don't know. That's just the way I look at it. Basically, he's got to think of how do you keep the America safe and how do you create strong growth for the economy? And you can't do that without having a business mindset. If you were wondering about the whole gas price thing, it's not because of Keystone. A lot of people are going to bring up the Keystone pipeline, but he did, and I'm only bringing this up for a reason. It wouldn't have been finished by now, so that wouldn't affect anything. But the thing is, he did cancel it. So even even if even if it was here, which it, it wouldn't have been because it wouldn't have been done, it wouldn't have affected the gas prices. So that's not a thing. But it is going to affect it in the future. So if you're worried about gas prices ever coming down, you got to remember that could have helped as well. That probably would have helped quite a bit down the road. But he also postponed oil lease sales and have those those will also have a massive long-term effect as well down the road. So all the stuff you guys are seeing him do now may not hurt you right now, but they're going to hurt you down the road. Apparently, if you live in California by 2035, you won't see a car driving on the road anyway. We're going to be the Jetsons over there. So here's, we got a little bit of bad news. We're going to go back over and talk about Biden and the Democrats just a tad bit more. If you guys did not know, most Americans now view Republican Party as a better party than the Democratic Party at protecting the country from international threats and ensuring that the nation remains prosperous. So on security matters, 54% prefer that the Republican Party over the Democratic Party, which only got 39%. So you're looking at 54% for Republicans, 39% for Dems when it comes to security matters. That's the largest advantage since 2015. When it comes to prosperity, 50% prefer the Republican Party, 41% prefer the Democratic Party. That's the largest gap since 2014. So since last year, there's been a double-digit decline in percentages of independents who say the Democratic Party is better at handling the most important problems, from 42 to 31% at keeping the nation secure, and you have 43 to 31% at keeping the nation prosperous. So all the things that are going on that you want to secure, uh, the independents actually, they, they literally determine elections. And right now, they've taken a 10% nosedive since they put this thing in office, this, this puppet that we have currently. And I know we probably make a little people or some people a little irritated when we talk about this stuff, but I mean, it is just, it's the truth. I mean, when you, when you look at numbers, the numbers don't lie. And I, I'm saying this even from a business standpoint, when you go in to buy a business or you're buying anything, like say you go to acquire a company, if you guys ever get the chance to do that, you look at the numbers and you pay that company what they're worth. That's it. They get a valuation. You pay, you pay what, well, it's called EBITDA. I'm not going to go in the, you play multiplier essentially, but it doesn't, I'm not going to go into that right now. But what I'm saying is numbers never lie. And that's, that's, if these numbers don't lie, we're just going in forth into 2022. It's, we're pretty much the writings, well, the writings on the wall. And this was another thing I actually found a little bit interesting. So Youngkin is actually uh, over there in Virginia. So Virginia's election is here in, I, I guess, about a month and a half or so. It's November 2nd. Actually, it's not. It's, it's less than a month. What I'm t- it's like three weeks away. But they came out to say this, and, I, and I'm only bringing this, this one piece up because it's, it's telling you guys exactly what we've all been thinking about the January 6th deal. So in order to win, Youngkin will need both voters to be appalled by the idea that Trump attempted the coup, as alleged in the new report from Senate Committee on January 6th insurrection, and those who generally buy into the former president's misinformation. So they're saying he needs both sides. He needs to win both, both the people that believe both of them. Congressional inquiries into the insurrection will largely cease if Republicans take control of Capitol Hill. Moving past the insurrection would be a bad accountability and would also be bad for Democrats politically. So there you go. Did you did you hear what I just said right there? That's literally posted publicly now. That would be bad for Democrats if we can get away from the January 6th insurrection. That's why they keep bringing it up over and over again. Over and over again. They've realized 
probably from polling data, that if, if we get away from that Trump did not try to to take over the country, I guess, by, by the Capitol insurrection on January 6th, that whole thing, if they go away from that, they know that they're not going to have a chance of winning. So they have to keep going at it over and over again. And Virginia is a huge state. And they don't want to lose, which we're going to find out here November 2nd, which I'm going to already say that they're probably going to lose. Let's just be honest the way that things are going right now. More independents are actually uh, Republicans or Democrats. This is a question that everybody wants to know. 29% of all Americans identify as Republicans. 35% say they're Democrats. Okay. 36 of the largest uh, is the largest slice, and they say they're in, independent or something else. So you literally have 36% of the people saying that they're not Democrat or Republican, which is a pretty big deal. That's why I just stated a second ago that independents win elections. 51% of independents lean Republican, while 46% lean Democrats. So it's almost split, literally almost split. That's why if you can get majority of the, or the independent vote, you're going to win every single election you possibly can. So polling data says, remember I just said, 35% of Americans say they're Democrats. Well, only 25% of those uh, Demo- or 25% of them actually say that they're liberals. So there's only 25% of America's states that they're liberals who vote. There are far more conservatives at 36% than liberals in the U.S., uh, which we have apparently 36% is the exact same percentage that we had in 1992. Still, the portion of Democrats who say they're liberal has soared from 25 to uh, 51% since 94. And the last bit here is uh, Republicans who say they're conservative has gone from 58 to 75%. So pretty much... The within the Democratic Party themselves, there's been a, a, a ton of them that it say that they've gone from just being a Democrat to being a liberal within that party, 25 to 51 percent. So half the party itself claims to be liberal, but only 25 percent of America claims to be uh, liberal. So see, I, I, that, that may be somewhat confusing. So 25 percent of voters say they're liberal. OK, but 51 percent of Democrats state that they're liberal. So half the Democratic Party is liberal. Actually, now it's a majority of that party. So what makes it even more interesting is now you're going to have it's even more polarizing opposites when it comes to things that are ever going to get passed. It's either going to be super crazy or super right. That's pretty much the deal right now because 75% of the entire Republican Party is conservative. So all this stuff is going to be more like literally we're going to have two separate sides of the aisle at all times now. Don't really know if that was Trump's fault or what it was about, but... It's very polarizing politics nowadays. If you guys did not know, China's doing more China things. They held some uh, beach landing drills. Yes, they're they're practicing for their own version of D-Day. Uh, China's military said on Monday it had carried out beach landing and assault drills in the province directly across from the sea from Taiwan, though it did not link the exercise to the current tensions. I mean, does it does it? Do you really have to say, yeah, we're linking it to the tensions with? Ta-? No, you. No. What? The action had involved shock troops. I have absolutely no idea what shock troops are, and I probably should have looked it up, which I'm going to right now. A group of soldiers trained to carry out a sudden assault. So there you go. That, I didn't know that's what shock troops are, but they also had sappers and boat specialists. Uh, the troops were divided into multiple waves to grab the beach and perform combat tasks at different stages. It showed a video of shoulders and small boats storming a beach, throwing smoke grenades, breaking through barbed wire fences, and digging trenches in the sand. To me, it sounds like a terrible field exercise that everybody that was attending did not want to do. There's not a single person I can tell you that was on that boat while they were driving over there. I can just imagine being a Chinese 
person in the military like, God, we got to go do this. This is stupid. I'm going to get sand inside my sleeves. They're going to rub up and down my arms. I'm going to sweat. I can, my, he's digging that trench. I've done it so many times myself. Why am I digging this fucking trench? Why, why are we doing this? Anybody, anybody out here want to ask, why are we doing this? Does anybody know? When was the last time anybody dug a trench? Are we, why are we digging trenches right now in the sand? Why are we running on the, why are we storming the beach right now? Like, I can just, I can just imagine what was going on inside one of their heads. Matter of fact, not gonna lie. I've dug multiple trenches like in Afghanistan that I actually had to sleep in. So yes, you will dig trenches, but probably not in the sand as much. Anyway, Fu, Fujian, Fujian would be a key launching site for any Chinese invasion into Taiwan due to its geora- uh, geographical proximity. That's the island they were using and doing all the stuff. So even if they were going to do it, they were just going to hop on the island and then launch from there. But over the weekend, President uh, Xi Jinping, that's uh, re- the president of China, by the way, reiterated to vow to reunify Taiwan and Taiwan president <laughs> was not about it. Uh, he was not forced to bow down to China, China is what he said. So I'm telling you guys, the tension over there is getting a little bit, I don't know, a little hectic. And, and I, and I think they're, you were more, we're more in, more in tune to probably go to a cold war type deal. But I, I guess there's a lot of stuff that's actually coming out. Uh, there's another, I love numbers. You guys love numbers. I hope you love numbers because apparently Americans aren't tired of war. If you guys did not know. And this is not something that always, I don't know, I think people just get kind of bored with life in general and kind of like a little bit of drama. That's why the Kardashians got so big. I mean, think about it. Their their dad turned himself into a woman, and somehow they stayed really big in the national spotlight. I mean, I give them credit. Kim Kardashian won an SNL this last weekend and brought their numbers up 24%. 24%. One individual hopping on a late-night TV show that's pretty much died off because everybody got kind of tired of it just just what they talk about. I kind of miss the days when they had like Chris Farley on there. Chris Farley, funniest guy, funny, funniest human being on planet earth ever. I, I could watch black sheep and Tommy boy over and over and over again. Anyways, Americans aren't tired of war. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, numbers do not lie for the, for the most part. So when it comes to defending Taiwan from a Chinese invasion, you guys want to know what it is? It was uh, originally supported by 28% of people, the population in 2015. Now it is sitting at 52%. That's nearly double in six years. And I'm looking at a graph right now that shows since 2019. And 2019 was at 38%. And middle of 2019, or excuse me, 2020 was at 41. From 41 to 52 in less than a year. And it's going to continue to skyrocket. And defending South Korea from an invasion by North, it's went from 47 in 15 to 63% today. That one's just kind of common, common sense. I mean, we all know that's that's... That one's never going to go down. It never has, actually. I guess it went down slightly in 1998. But other than that, it's been pretty much held pretty pretty high in the 40s. So when it comes to Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia, if Russia invaded, it went from 44 in 2014 to 59% today. I don't know why Russia would ever want to invade them as of right now, but I guess if they did, we'd have to do something. And when it comes to Israel... From a neighbor in the Middle East, the uptick is less pronounced, but it has climbed a little bit from mid to high 40s to 53%. That one I don't really entirely understand. I, I feel as if if anybody messed with Israel, we should just absolutely smother them. And when I mean smother them, bring out the nukes and drop them. Maybe not the nukes, but you know what I mean? Just just hit them, hit them with a Moab real quick. Like I, I'm just, just being honest. Like I think Israel's probably the one I wouldn't want, wouldn't want anybody to jack with the most. That's just me, though. I don't know. All these, you know what? Any one of these people, I don't really care who it is. If it's a, if it's the enemy of the country, drop them. And that's probably why you don't see them. The whole Ukraine thing was kind of interesting. I don't know why we don't get to, we did get heavily involved in that, which a lot of people don't realize 
we had a lot of SF guys over there that were uh, moving guns. It's kind of like the same thing that happened in Russia back in the 80s when it came to, I mean, excuse me, uh, in Afghanistan when we were working with the Taliban, essentially, uh, the little militias to fund them with guns and ammo. Same deal in U- in Ukraine. That that literally the same things happened. A lot of people don't know that. It's fine, though. I mean, it's just us trying to keep our grip on the world as much as we possibly can. So this is this is not one that I actually wrote any notes down for. I was just going to kind of free, free roll with it. You guys know the Southwest Airlines had like over a thousand, almost a couple thousand. I think it was like 1,800 flights. So we'll say roughly a couple thousand flights canceled. A lot of people think it's because of a few different things. Weather, I know weather can affect flights tremendously. I've had it happen to me. It happened to me. It actually happened to me and Charles and Cammy a couple months ago. We were stuck for almost three days up in um, Wisconsin, I believe it was. I can't remember. Wisconsin or Michigan. And we were going to be stuck up for three days because of one canceled flight that just kind of like snowballed. But a lot of people are putting it behind uh, them all walking out because of COVID reasons. And it got me thinking, what is the chances? What are the chances? Excuse me. What are the chances these certainly some of these companies are going to force the, the pilots to get the, the vaccine? So so let's just say 30%. 30% of the pilots don't get vaccinated, which is not a crazy number. It's not a far-fetched number to think about due to the fact that right now only 57% of America has been fully vaccinated itself. So let's say 30% of all the airline pilots all of a sudden don't have a job. You can't just go up and replace airline pilots. It's like trying to replace a police officer or a nurse. It's just not something you can do instantly like that. You just can't do it. You can't replace a CEO of a company or you'll hear people say, I guess, Everybody is replaceable when, in fact, everybody's not replaceable. Like an, a guy that, like, I don't know, holds a stop sign or something. I don't know. At, at a construction site, he's fairly replaceable because he just flips it back and forth. But an airline pilot, not saying, by the way, if you're one of those people who listen to this, I'm not saying your job is worthless. I'm just pointing out a fact here. Just hold on with me. Bear with me. An airline pilot. Say it takes a long time in schooling and training. I mean, I don't want anybody just randomly flying an airplane. 30% up and quit. Now, that's not just affecting air travel when it comes to uh, people trying to travel for holidays. You're talking Amazon packages getting where they go to, mail, uh, food being distributed, like a lot of stuff. Like just imagine the supply chain we're having issues we're having right now. Imagine if all like 30% of the pilots in America just stopped working. You have no one to fly the planes. It doesn't matter if they wanted to fly the planes. All the planes will be grounded. The amount of flights would, you know what else is going to do? It's going to jack the prices of a flight ticket or flight cost, I guess you would say, in general, just because due to the fact that there's not as many flights going. So consumer demand is still there, but there's not as many flights that are leaving. So what are they going to do? Jack the prices up to their business. They have to maintain revenue because they're a publicly traded company. You have to maintain revenue for shareholders to generate profit. I mean, it's the whole thing just goes to show you on how stupid this administration is when it comes to for like you can't you shouldn't force a, a person in a workspace to do something that could have such a drastic effect on the entire economy and they, I don't think they they think about that kind of stuff they're so emotionally tied to this whole thing that they don't even think about the repercussions down the road especially with this oil pipeline stuff I just talked about a second ago yes canceling it now may not affect the gas prices now but it will down the road like way down the road it's kind of like same thing with thirty percent of the the pilots just go away out of nowhere. What's going to happen? Supply chain issues out the wazoo. You guys think that you're getting your, your Amazon packages in 24 to 48 hours is the thing? That's going to go right out the window. Because I promise you, yes, Amazon can buy as many planes as they want. But let's be real. A lot of those packages are still shipped. I don't know if you guys know this. 
through a lot of commercial airlines. Like a lot of the mail, a lot of everything is shipped through commercial airlines. A lot of stuff. There you go. That's my thought on that. And the only reason why I, br- I bring it up is because there was a pilot that was talking about it and he actually used the 30% of numbers. So that's why I just said that's actually not a non-feasible number. Like it's pretty real. The, the effect in the economy is going to be pretty significant along with those people that are shareholders within. Imagine, just imagine the stock market's reaction to 30% of pilots are not, are not flying anymore. God, I would not want to be a shareholder, which I'm fairly confident I probably own a little bit of each, each airline, knowing me. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. That's one of the, the point out there that they are a tad bit scared and worried when it comes to 2022 and the fact that you have a lot of people that are still a little defiant when it comes to getting this whole vaccine. Cause you, I mean, as long as we keep talking about it like this, you're going to have a lot of people that are hesitant and don't be hesitant because of me. I'm not the one that's telling you not to get it. I'm just telling you what other people are talking about. Kind of like, I mean, but Biden did just put this out there. The unvaccinated people put a, put a strain and a, and a, and a risk on the economy because it makes people reluctant to go out. What she's saying that that's why the economy is hurting is because people are reluctant to go out, which in fact, that is not, the case. I don't know if you guys have seen the stadiums that are saying, let's go, Brandon. I'm telling you right now, they're not reluctant to go out. Did you guys see the Cowboys game on Monday or uh, excuse me, on Sunday? 70,000 people packed. All these stadiums have 60, 70,000, 80,000 people stacked in these stadiums. Do you think any of them are reluctant to go out? No. Hell, even even up in, up in Baltimore, on, I was watching Monday Night Football last night. I mean, that's pretty much a, about as blue as it gets up in that area. And I could literally only count inside that stadium near the near where all the cameras are. All those fans I literally saw like three people with a mask. So it's not because people are reluctant to go out. It's just because people are playing bad politics. Anyway, we're done with this. I'm done with this. I will get let you guys get off and go to work or, or see you guys when you guys get home. Hug and kiss the wife if you have one. If not, well, I don't know what to tell you. So I do love you guys. I'm getting off here. See you guys tomorrow. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.